So now that we mentioned yesterday that for the most part, we view the halachis of shihiyah and hatmana in a different light from each other, that although there are many hetero when it comes to shihiyah regarding fully cooked, a raw piece of meat, uh, blechs, when it comes to hatmana, none of these things apply, at least at the moment. And therefore we went on a mission to figure out what is called shihiyah and what is called hatmana. How do I figure out what I'm doing? So the Shulchan Aruch says that how do I define what hatmana is? Hatmana is when you put something on coals. However, if you suspend it above the coals, above the fire, that would be called shihiyah. And we said that was the classic uh, oven, stove situation that they had in the times of Chazal. You had a, the coals were in the oven and it heated up in a funnel, uh, you know, and a vertical funnel was heating up and you would put your pot on top of it. That, that would be called shahiyah. But putting the pot in the coals directly on top of it, that would be called hatmana. So based on this, the Shulchan holds that there would be hatmana by putting a pot directly on coals. So there are two halachas that we mentioned from this. We'll just repeat it and clarify. That first of all, from this, all the poskim say we see from here that according to the Shulchan Aruch, there is a problem of hatmana b'miktas, which means even if something is not totally surrounded by the insulation, just having it partially uh, hat, partial hatmana, according to the Shulchan Aruch, would be a problem of hatmana. That's one halacha, and that com- that will will expand on this today when we get into the crockpot discussion. That's one halacha. Second halacha, which you briefly mentioned, is that. According to the Shulchan Aruch, if you put a pot directly on fire, that's a problem of hatmana. So forget about, uh, you know, our question of crockpots. Any single pot that you put on a fire, you put on a black, put on a hot plate, isn't that a problem of putting food directly on, isn't that called a problem, isn't that called hatmana? So the truth is to answer the second question, the Shemir Shavos Kachasa, he, uh, he brings down in a footnote that Metzasi <clears throat> Or shemati mi chacham echad. Now, who's the chacham echad? I have no clue. But the, the base mayor, uh, many years earlier, says that, and, and the uh, Rabbi Vadi Yosef says this as well, that according to the Shulchan Aruch, one could argue that the whole concern of hatmana on Friday in the Davar Hamaisiv Hevel was that you might come to stoke the coals. You might end up in insulating in in remets in in coals, and you would stoke the coals. But so we should only be machmer, meaning the Shulchan Aruch only means to identify something as atmana when it's resting on top of coals. But just resting on a stovetop, just resting on a plata, on a black hot plate, that would not be called atmana even according to the Shulchan Aruch. So that is opinion number one. Many Rishonim argue, the uh, Mordechai, Rabbeinu Tam, many argue with this concept of defining atmana by by just being put on top of coals. And they learn the way we would typically understand hatmana. Hatmana means insulating. It has to be wrapped. None of this hatmana b'miktas, or partial hatmana, that's not called hatmana. And you have to have more than just hatmana b'miktas. And we left the question yesterday, so what's more than hatmana b'miktas, than partial hatmana? Does it have to be totally kulai, or maybe right? We know ruba kulai. How do we pass them? So if you look in the Rishonim, it's not so clear. The Ramah gives you the indication that he says that if something is not wrapped on top, if the top of the pot is not, does not have the covering, let's say you have a pot wrapped in towels or clothing, and you didn't cover the top, halacha is, that is not called hatmana. Now just by the way, we're jumping ahead, but to just 
just give some background information. When we discuss hatmana, the pot itself cannot be hatmana. It's you put something around the pot. So that means you put something around the pot and you put something on top of the cover of the pot. But if you didn't put something on, on, on the top of the uh, cover of the pot, there's no problem of hatamana. That is the opinion of the Ramah. The Prima Gautam argues, but the Ramah holds, as long as the uh, top of the pot is not covered, you are good to go. If you look, Ramah Feinstein discusses this as well. He uh, gives you an indication that if there's no food there, on the place that you left uncovered, so then there uh, there would not be that that would not allow. Imagine you had I'll give you an example. Imagine you had a nine by thirteen pan with a kugel in it, okay? And you took a towel and you wrapped uh, the pan in a towel. Now you didn't wrap the entire pan. You left, you know, the last you know ten percent of the pan was unwrapped. Meaning, of course, there was a, uh, a, a foil, and but you didn't take towels and wrap that last part. It happens to be someone ate half the kugel before Shabbos, so that part doesn't have food in it. So you, that will not save your uh, hatmana situation. Perhaps you know, a, a chalum pot with the cover on top. So that we would say is one big uh, big pot. So if you left the pot, the top uncovered, so then there should not be a problem of hatmana. So the truth is most Americans for many years, they used crockpots. They, they assumed there was no problem of hatmana. Assuming like Ramosha Feinstein's psak, uh, even if it's not a direct, uh, directly ad- addressed in a tshuva, but it seems that Ramayusha Feinstein didn't have any problem with Hatamana. You speak to the family, they, they, no, no one had any problem with Hatamana in a crockpot. Additionally, the Mishnah Brewer seems to posit like the Rosh, I'm sorry, like the Ramah, that as long as the top is not covered, one would not have any issue with the crockpot. But this all changed when the, uh, the, the, the tshuva that we mentioned yesterday from Hashem Zaman Orbach Zetzal, Yom Shini Monday Vav Adar, in Adar Aleph, Tuf Shinun Hey, so he writes like this, I don't see any heter with his crackpot business, just the opposite. I think that it should, what should be machmer not use a crackpot. Now what's the concern? The concern was that this is not called, this, this is called Atmana, because the crackpot that he's referring to is the one that you would insert into a mold. It's totally surrounded by the heating element, and you're telling me the top is, is uncovered, but either you could argue that the that there's no food on the top of that. The the food, you know, typically a crack was not stuffed, you know, to the top. Additionally, maybe we should be machmir like the primagodam and the primagodam holds that that uh rubaikakula, as long as rave of the pot is covered, we have a problem that this is called hatmana. So based on this uh, letter of Roshamazamanorbach. Now, unfortunately, he was nifter a few weeks after this was printed. So, this took the world by storm. It shook, you know, what people were doing all these years. Everybody was being makele. They were using crackpots. No one was, was uh, discussing hatmana, not hatmana. And you have this psak of Roshamazamanorbach. So, what are some eights? What are some things that people could do to, to avoid this? Or people have done and discussed. Now, the truth is, in America, we were always makele. Of Shimon Eider and his safer was makele. Many of the poiskim. Didn't uh, didn't discuss this or Chatzko Roth Shlita Mekel as well. I just want to bring down that you know if you go to some circles in Eretz Yisrael, maybe in Lakewood, you'll see people trying to be more machmer. So, wh- what would you do? So option number one is you get the one piece crockpot. We said there's no there's no hatamana unless you're wrapping around the pot that that contains the food. So a one piece crockpot. Uh, 
Yeah, there's no hatmana. The problem is with that, how do you serve food on Shabbos? You have shilas of hagasa, mixing things, taking out. You have many, many questions in, in other areas of halacha, so not, not the best idea. The next uh, thing one could do is there's a uh, West Bend crockpot, which is not really a crockpot, it's like a slow cooker. It looks like a, uh, it's a pot and it's placed on top of a, a small hot plate. So there you have no problem. You have no problem with hatamana. That's like a regular pot on a hot plate. Some, some people do that. Then you have what I call the, uh, the yeshivish uh, pebbles or aluminum foil balls that they'll put on the bottom of the crock pot underneath the, your uh, ceramic pot and it will lift up the crock pot so that you gain a few things. You gain that there's a lot more airspace in between the, and, and the bottom is not covered and you don't have hatamana on the bottom of the pot. And even on the sides, on the tzedadim, you have you have space that's not within the the uh, crock pot uh, heating element. So that you'll see, you go to certain people, certain people's homes, they'll do that. So why, in fact, is the minog to be mako? So I just want to bring a few a few reasons down. First of all, if you look at the Ramah, the Mishabura, it seems very clear that if it's not wrapped on top of the pot, that it's not called hatmana. So. Open and shut case. I think of Shlomo Zaman. It's tremendous chiddush from Shlomo Zaman Orba to even think that it's a shaila. Why, why is it a shaila? And even if you go with the Shulchan Aruch and or the Primigodim and we're machmir against the Ramah that Hatmana b'Mixus is called Hatmana, there are many reasons to be mekel. So again, you don't have to even have a shaila. For Ashkenazim, the Ramah gives you the indication that it's totally mutter. But even if you want to go against the Ramah, there are many reasons to be mekel. And even the Svarda Shapoiskim. They bring many reasons to be mako. So first of all, in a, in a classic crock pot, there is ear space in between the pot and the heating element on the sides. And we're going to see maybe a little more uh, in depth that hatman is only when the pot is flush against the insulation. Now, Rav Shlomo addresses this and he doesn't think that that ear space is a strong enough factor. But many Paiskim felt that no, this is the, the this is a significant airspace. Otherwise, it wouldn't f- go in and out so so quickly. You'd have a lot of fr- uh, friction every time you open, take out your crockpot. So there is airspace in between, and therefore that is not called hatmana. And that applies to when you put food in the oven, when you put food in a warming drawer, a warming box. Typically, there's airspace between the your pans and the wall of the oven. Therefore, there is no hatmana in that case. That's a very strong consideration. I remember my rabbi in, uh, in Rabbi Santos Shiva, Rabbi Rabbiner Shlita. It was a tremendous place that he he felt very strongly that this definitely gives you a uh, this definitely uh, avoids the problem of hatman. He actually adds that if one stuffs their crockpot with foil, so then you might actually just make it worse. You might maybe ha- you lose your header of the airspace. Either way, you have the concept that it's not covered on top. Okay, Rav Scheinberg is that Sal is quoted by uh, by many of the. Uh, Books on uh, Hilcha Shabbos says that this is not called Atmana, this is called Bishol, and and uh, many Rishonim learn. So this is more of a sniff. Many Rishonim learn that something that's done Derech Bishol, that's the way you cook it. So that's not uh, does not fall into the category of Atmana. So it's another reason to be mako. There's a that, and, and the truth is, once we're mentioning Heterim, let's go back to our discussion yesterday, that when we said many Rishonim are bothered with why don't the heterim that we apply to Shehiyah, uh when you leave food on a fire, why don't they apply to Atmanah? The whole problem of Atmanah is that I might end up stoking the coals. So whatever we did to mitigate that 
by shahia, by covering it, by being fully cooked, why don't we say the same thing by hatmana? So many Rishonim say, no, we do not do that. But there are those that say we, in fact, would take into consideration certain halachas. So one of them, uh, the Ramah brings this down, that anything that was, you did hatmana, litzarech machar, you did it for tomorrow's, tomorrow's food, there's no concern that you're going to do shema yechat because at that point, you're not so confident it's going to be hot anyways, you're not going to care, so that will be another eitzah, that if it's tzarech machar, so Mavadi Yosef brings this in the Sefer Chazon Avadia, he also brings down two, uh, one thing that we mentioned previously, and I'll add another one, that we, when we discussed Bidiyevids, when it came to Shehiyah, that if someone left food on the fire in the improper way, so can you eat the food? So the Gemara says you can't. But the question was, can we be makele today that perhaps there is no concern of Shem Yechata? So he brought two different svaras. One of them was from the Gedele uh, Tzion, which was quoted by the Tzitzeliezer, that today the, our fires don't sputter, they're consistent, there is no concern for Shem Yechata. Additionally, we said from Ramesh Feinstein, that, uh, he doesn't pass like this, but he brings this down, the svara, that since there was no gzera that you might increase the temperature. The gzera was you might blow on the fire, you might do something to sh- to to stop the uh, the coals, but you're not going to actually increase the temperature with the knob. So really, there shouldn't be any concern today. So in light of that, whenever we discuss machloikas uh, and and chumras when it comes to hatmana, so any time that we, we get into these conversations, we can always fall back on these Atarim because the whole concern for Hatamana is Shamiyachata Bigachalum that a person might might insulate his food in remets and he might have some live coal in there. And if he has live coal, he might stoke it on Shabbos or back to square one of, of Shemiyachata. But we said perhaps there is no concern of Shemiyachata with our appliances. So one could definitely use that as a sniff to be made on the crackpots. That's the Minigah Ilam that most uh, Yiddish homes, they will use your standard, you know, uh, crackpot that goes into a mold. And there is definitely Yeshami Lismach, and there's nothing wrong with being. Uh, with with uh, with 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 going with that choice. Okay. Have a good Shabbos.